News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. We have a bit of an educational program for you today. So if you're somebody who wants general commentary on a bunch of top news issues. That's not what you're going to get today. Today, we're going to talk specifically about a bill, Senate Bill 29, that had to deal with banning and then became a bill to restrict the use of taxpayer funds when hiring lobbyists in Texas. Okay, The Texas Republican Party platform has called for a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying for a while, and Representative Drew Springer, who is currently seeking a promotion to Senate District 30, does not believe in banning taxpayer-funded lobbying, but he's trying to claim he does, and he's getting mad at me for saying he doesn't, and we're just going to kind of go through the facts and let the facts speak for themselves. We're also going to let Representative Middleton, Representative Dade Phelan, and Representative Kyle Biederman speak for themselves. We're going to show you specific things they said during the debate on the ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying, and then we're going to show you the voting record of how Drew Springer voted. Um, So this all started a couple days ago. I tweeted out something uh, that I said, Drew Springer opposes taxpayer-funded lobbying the same way J.D. Sheffield opposes abortion. And so for those of you who don't know, J.D. Sheffield is one of the handful of outwardly outspoken pro-choice Republicans in Texas, and he was recently defeated in uh, his primary by Shelby Slauson, which was a victory for unborn children. It was a victory for pro-life Texans who believe that we need to further protect life. But J.D. Sheffield would always tell people, I'm pro-life and I'm against abortion. I just happen to vote for abortion in these instances, which is something that people have said for a long time. Joe Strauss would have other people say he was pro-life. I actually respect the fact that he never said he was pro-life, but other people would say he was pro-life, even though he supported abortion and supported Roe versus Wade and all these other things. So my point was, we've got politicians that often say one thing and do something blatantly in opposition to the thing they are saying. Some people would call that cognitive dissonance, where the things that you say and the way you act do not align with each other. So again, I know this is going to be a little bit of a meaty ride we're going to take, to be completely honest. And so please try to bear with me because I think and hope at the end of this 20 minutes or so, 25 minutes together, you will really, the the curtain's going to get peeled back a little bit. And I think you're going to understand just how bad we have it in Austin right now and just how problematic our Republicans are. And again, I wish they weren't. I wish they weren't saying the things they're saying. I wish they weren't claiming the things they're claiming, but they're lying to you. And I've witnessed their actions. And so we're going to talk about it. We're going to start with playing uh, Mays Middleton. So I'm going to explain to you a couple quick things. So Senator Bob Hall passed a bill out of the Texas Senate, Senate Bill 29, which banned taxpayer-funded lobbying. This is the act of you, your taxpayer dollars get collected by your cities and your counties, and then they go pay a lobbyist $100,000 a year, $50,000 a year, $500,000 a year, and they pay those lobbyists to argue against property tax reform. They pay those lobbyists to go and tell all of your state representatives and state senators, don't provide that transparency or accountability to the property tax system. Don't make it harder for cities to raise people's property taxes. And they're getting paid not with the mayor's dollars, 
not with the city councilman's dollars, not with the county commissioner's dollars, but with your taxpayer dollars. They're taking your property tax money and they're paying people to make sure that the law does not be, does not uh, adjust in any way to be beneficial to the taxpayer, okay? So we're going to start with what Mays Middleton had to say with the first amendment that we're going to discuss, and that was the Trent Ashby Amendment. So after Bob Hall passed his ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying, it went to the House, and Mays Middleton made some adjustments in the House. He reduced what the bill did, and he reduced who it applied to, so he took school districts out. Um, and I'm not a lawyer, but I've, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to be very gracious in the way I describe these things so that, you know, we make sure we're accurate. So, uh, he took school districts out of the bill. And then the other thing he did is he changed it from being a ban. So the way Bob Hall said is taxpayer money cannot get used to hire these lobbyists. And Mays Middleton changed it because he couldn't get it out of committee. Uh, they, you know, Republicans on the committee just were not supportive of the bill. And honestly, Drew Springer wasn't supportive of the bill. We'll later find that out. So, Mays Middleton says that you can't pay lobbyists to lobby for four different pillars, okay? And he describes those here, but it's, uh, I think, transparency, ethics, taxes, and taxes is the big one, and I can't remember the fourth. I'm, I'm pulling a Rick Perry here. But taxes is the big one, saying you cannot pay people to go argue on anything re regarding taxation. So when it comes to any tax policy, lobbyists can't be advocating. Now, the taxpayer-funded lobbyists would still get hired to do work, just not for those four pillars, okay? The bill was not as good as it was when it passed the Senate, but it is still a good bill when it comes to the floor. Now, when it comes to the floor, Trent Ashby offers an amendment. And Trent Ashby says that this is not going to apply to rural Texas, okay? He cuts to any county or city that uh, I think brings in like, it has 250,000 residents or less, okay? So essentially, if you're in Senate District 30, this applies to pretty much all of you, except for Denton and Collin counties. But the cities in Denton and Collin counties, it scopes them out. So those cities are still gonna uh, be able to hire and use your taxpayer dollars to hire lobbyists. Maybe not Denton, I have to look up like Denton, but I'm pretty sure it applies to McKinney. Um, so the point is, he comes in and says, Trent Ashby says, I wanna draw all these cities out and almost every single rural county, which for Drew Springer's district and the Senate district he wants to represent is going to draw out all of them from this area. So let's look at what Mays Middleton had to say about this amendment, okay? So I'm going to pull this up. So Trent Ashby lays out his amendment. He says, I'm going to take this bill and I'm going to draw out all of rural Texas. It's only going to apply pretty much to Democrat counties with a handful of Republican counties sprinkled in. Right. But if you're a Republican taxpayer, I'm kind of the, the, the big majority Republican counties, we're carving all them out. Their taxpayer dollars can get used for whatever lobbying gets done. So here's what Mays Middleton has to say about this amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, members. Uh, so I'm from Chambers County and it's about 40,000 people. And it's really not very dissimilar from a lot of Representative Ashby's district. And I, I definitely understand his concerns. But at the end of the day, it's just like the municipal annexation issue that we had here before this body. And I, I don't believe our rural taxpayers should be treated differently than our urban taxpayers. And if we are doing this, we're saying our rural taxpayers are worth less. I think they should be treated the exact same way under this bill. And this amendment does not do this. This amendment says that, you know what, if you're a rural taxpayer, your tax money can be spent to lobby against you on issues related to taxation bonds, tax-supported debt, 
and ethics, and I, I just don't think that's right at the end of the day. I think we need to treat all taxpayers equally, whether they're rural or urban. So I respectfully oppose this. this I love this video. Uh, this is my favorite quote from what Representative Mays Middleton said. He said, this amendment says rural taxpayers are worth less, which is what it said. It said, hey, if you're in all these Democrat majority counties, your taxpayer dollars are going to be protected. They're not going to get used to argue against your rights and, and you as a taxpayer. But if you're in a rural district, the ones that are 70, 80% Republican, nah, your taxpayer dollars, they can get used to hire whatever lobbyists they want. And those lobbyists can argue against property tax reform and transparency and ethics. It's ridiculous. So Trent Ashby brings up this amendment. And um, I'm going to show you this. This is the reason. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you the punchline now. Okay. Drew Springer voted for the Ashby Amendment. And I'm going to bring up the record vote because Representative Leach is very concerned about the facts. And I appreciate that. So we're going to talk about Representative Leach's votes and Springer's votes. Leach, by the way, is good on taxpayer-funded lobbying. Representative Leach, way to go. You're great on the issue of taxpayer-funded lobbying. Drew Springer's not. And don't feel the need to defend him. But Drew Springer's vote is why I said for him to go out and tell his voters, I oppose taxpayer-funded lobbying, is the same to J.D. Sheffield saying, I oppose abortion. It's factually inaccurate. Let's talk about, uh, so, so I tweeted this out, guys. I tweeted out that, and Drew Springer didn't like it, and I'll bring up his tweet now. He says, fake news. Ask Freedom Caucus Chair Mays Middleton. The bill would have died if his hard work to find a passable bill with others on the committee hadn't been substituted. He picked the strongest member, not the weakest. Proud to be endorsed by Mays and Briscoe Kane. I don't know what Briscoe Kane has to do with this, but he tagged him in there. So he's throwing these people in, right? This is like Drew hiding behind some endorsements he's had. All of his friends are endorsing him. And he's like, stop talking about my record. I'm endorsed by people. Full, cool with you. I'm, I'm down with that. But let's talk about what we're, what we're actually addressing. So we just heard what Mays Middleton said. Mays Middleton said, if you vote for the Trent Ashby Amendment, you're saying that rural taxpayers are worth less. So let's look at this vote. Here's the funny thing, guys. And I'm just going to pull up, um, I think we can just cut the actual record vote. So I'm going to cut a, a picture of that, but I'll show it to you here. Here's what's so funny, okay? So when votes happen, sometimes people vote for their colleagues, okay? And I think that's probably what happened here, because um, every now and then a vote is cast incorrectly, and a member has to walk down to the dais and say, hey, the vote that was taken showed me on the opposite side of what I wanted to be on, and then they change their vote on the record, Okay. And a lot of times, honestly, moderate members use that to cover. So they'll vote, let's say, for an amendment. But if, you know, then they'll go, okay, I really, it, yeah, the amendment passes, but it's a bad amendment. So they'll go change their vote on the record and say, I meant to vote no, right? I don't know what the board was saying, but I meant to vote no. And it's used to cover for themselves because they're like, that was a bad vote I took, but I wanted to make sure that that conservative or that liberal amendment passed. So I voted for it, and then I changed my vote on the record. So here, Drew Springer is one of three members to change his vote on the record. So you might think, oh, he voted for the Ashby Amendment, but then he went and changed it on the record to show that he was against it, to cover for himself. No. No, guys. So when the record vote was taken, he voted with, I'm going to use the members that he's here proudly waving around, Briscoe Kane, Mays Middleton, and we're going to throw Jeff Leach in there because he replied, by the way, just to show y'all. So Jeff Leach told Drew, when Drew said, this is all fake news and I'm a victim, Jeff said, don't pay attention to this guy, Drew. He lost his way and stopped caring about facts and the truth a long time ago.
oh man, wow. Okay, just to let y'all know, like I've had pleasant conversations with Jeff Leach and we agree more than we disagree on issues, um, but they hate it when you start talking about people's records. They can't stand it. Why would you talk about how people voted? It's all about the brotherhood, right? It's actually more relational than it is policy, but that's okay. So Drew Springer goes down and says, hey, when the amendment vote was taken, I was showing voting against the Ashby Amendment, which would have been the right thing to do with Mays Middleton, Briscoe Kane, Jeff Leach. No, 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 no. I want to be shown as voting for the amendment. He changed his vote on the record to make sure you, Texas, knows that he, Representative Springer, is for the Ashby Amendment and wants to draw out rural Texas. Okay? So, now that we understand the facts, I'm going to let you see what legislators discussed during this bill. So, this is the Trent Ashby Amendment, which is saying rural Texas taxpayers don't get protected. So, we're going to play his layout of the bill, and then a conversation that he and Representative Biederman had. So if you're wondering, by the way, when you watch this, the reason I wanted to tell you the vote before is that just realize that what Ashby is saying is what Springer agrees with. And then what Biederman is saying is the perspective that Drew Springer disagrees with. And what we just played with Mays Middleton is not what Drew Springer believes. And oh, by the way, then we're going to have bring in uh, chairman Dade Phelan. And Dade Phelan also asked some questions that says this amendment doesn't make sense for taxpayers. And Drew Springer does not agree with uh, Mr. Phelan either. He is siding with Trent Ashby on this bill. So we're going to play both of those, okay? This is Representative Ashby to explain the amendment to the amendment. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Members, uh, I have uh, what I like to think of as a perfecting amendment, but uh, what this amendment simply does, it's two lines, and essentially it would exempt our rural counties across the state and those cities uh, from the provisions of this bill. Um, you know, from time to time, uh, bills get to the floor, and we talk a lot a little about the divide between rural and urban suburban Texas. And to me, this, this bill uh, strikes at the heart uh, of one of the disadvantages, frankly, that we have in rural parts of the state. Uh, you know, uh, in certain areas, say up and down the I-35 corridor and maybe the greater Harris County area, uh, you know, there's, there's resources there in those larger areas to, uh, that can come to play to help um, advocate for certain causes that are important to the larger counties, the larger cities across the state. Well, one thing you'll find is you get outside of those corridors and you get into rural Texas and far uh, parts further away from Austin, Texas, is that these little rural counties like I represent, they don't have the resources to designate a full-time employee to keep up with what's going on here at the Texas Capitol. And so they rely every day uh, during session on the work of organizations like TAC and TML to help guide them on issues that are important to the counties that Many of us are blessed to represent. And so uh, I, th I think, and this is what I equate it to essentially, you know, a lot of the counties that, that I represent, you know, they're struggling with hiring an additional deputy sheriff to help with litter abatement, traffic patrol, whatever the case may be, drug enforcement. And now basically what we're saying is, we know you can't hire an additional deputy sheriff that everybody wants back home but now what we're telling you is you're going to have to go hire a full-time employee, uh, you know, conceptually, 
to keep up with what's going on here at the Texas legislature. Mr. Speaker. I just think that's, I'll yield in just a second. Not at this time, Mr. Biederman. I just think that's patently unfair. And so to me, this is a fairness issue for our rural counties that are already strapped for cash. They don't have the resources available to keep up with what we do day in and day out here at the Texas legislature. And so this amendment just simply says, if you're a county of 250,000 or less, or a city in one of those counties, that you're exempt from the provisions of the bill. And I think it's a common sense amendment. I think it speaks to uh, what's important across rural Texas, and, and not just in rural Texas, but as you get further away from Austin, and even in some of the mid-sized towns like Lubbock and Amarillo and, and down in the valley. I mean, it's a long ways to get to Austin. And, you know, being able to reimburse you for your hotel expense, that doesn't mount to a hill of beans to these cities and counties that are already strapped for cash. And so this amendment just says that if you fall within a rural part of the state, that we understand that there are certain disadvantages that you have, especially in terms of resources or logistically being able to get to your capital. And so we're not going to uh, put you in this bill. We're going to make you immune from it. And it's something that I hope that you'll uh, support us on. And uh, I'll be glad at this point to uh, yield to my friend from Fredericksburg Mr. for a question. Mr. Biederman, for what purpose? Uh, the gentleman yield for a question. Will the gentleman yield for questions? Always. The gentleman will yield. Well, we talked about this a little earlier. We did. Ashby, you know, obviously, we don't agree on this, but, um, you know, the, what is the purpose of this bill? Is the purpose of this bill to protect our cities and counties, or is the purpose of this bill to protect our taxpayers? Well, I think the purpose of this bill, as this amendment takes it in the direction it takes it, is, is basically what we're saying if we pass this bill as we're about to amend it, whether this goes on or not. Is it a, it's okay to hire taxpayer-funded lobbyists, but you just can't use them in four areas. So whether you vote for or against this bill or not, this bill still supports taxpayer-funded lobbying. It just, you can't do it in four areas. So does and it so, limit that now? Will it limit it? If the bill's passed, will it limit taxpayer-funded funded lobbyists? On, in four areas. So it will limit it in four areas? In four areas. Is that better than nothing? Well, I would simply say that for our rural counties in those four areas, I'll just pick taxes, for example. I mean, is there really an issue that resonates more across any part of Texas than taxes? And I got to tell you, I want an association that represents my small cities and counties to have a voice down here and help them keep up with what's going on. Yeah, that's part of my job, and I do the best I can. But I can't keep up with every simple bill that's moving or amendment that's moving through the process. And so we rely very heavily in those cities and counties that a lot of us represent on TAC and TML, even on the four issues that we're talking about right now. Well, I, I mean, I can tell that you do a lot of the representing for your, uh, representing for your cities and counties. I represent my taxpayers. So your amendment will take away every bit of protections from every single taxpayer in my district because you want to protect the cities and counties in your area and not your taxpayers. So well, I, just re I just hope that everyone will listen and uh, would be voting against this amendment. We need to protect, this is for taxpayer protection. It's not for protections for our cities and counties. So I would say we vote against this amendment. Representative Fiedlin, for what purpose? Will my good friend yield for a question? Or two? Well, the good Always friend yield for a question. My, yield to good my friend, friend for Golden Triangle. Let me, let me, I'm trying to understand what you're trying to do here. Uh, the argument is they don't have the resources to hire lobbying professionals at below the 250,000 mark. Is that correct? That's uh, why they need lobbyists? So, I, the, uh, let me, so the amendment uh, 
the 200, it's 250,000 sure. in terms of the size of the county and any city located with one of those counties. So that, that's what the amendment simply does. To, and that exempts all those entities from the bill? I'm sorry, exempts all those entities? Yes, the, the cities and counties in, this, in your amendment, it exempts those below the 250,000 threshold, that, correct? That's correct. Okay, so if they don't have the resources to hire a professional now, what does this do? Because does it, does it have a fiscal note to where now they can hire professionals? So as, as I understand it, uh, Representative Phelan, what the, essentially that the amendment that we're talking, that I'm simply, simply trying to amend does, is it limits uh, participation by cities and counties in the four areas that uh, Representative Middleton laid out here to the body, which I can't remember all four on the top of my head. So that's what the bill does at this point. I mean, well, no, all, it, the organ all the organizations that are funded by taxpayer dollars mm -hmm. can still come to this legislature, House and Senate, work with our offices on any other issue. So w this bill doesn't prevent taxpayer-funded lobbying, let's be clear. But in four areas, it would limit that. But well, they can still come in and fight and discuss other issues. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. No, no, they, they can do all that. Uh, I think these organizations in which they're members of can still do all that. They just can't hire, have a professional lobbyist do that for them. So your internal government relations at an at a organization that represents cities or counties or rural school districts, they can still analyze bills, email back home. They just can't do it. The raises a point of order. The gentleman's time has expired. The point of order is well taken and sustained. Thank you. So again, I know I told you all this episode was more educational. Um, and that's real conversations that happen on the real house floor over real policy that protects you, the taxpayer. So that vote happened. Drew Springer voted with Trent Ashby. But according to him, he's for a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. He's not for a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. Now, here's the thing. Nobody is willing to actually just run on what they believe, right? They have to tell you what they think you want to hear them say. So Drew Springer's going to tell you, the grassroots people of Senate District 30, Mays Middleton and Briscoe Kane support me, and they supported a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. Don't you think they would know whether I did or didn't support a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying? That's what he's doing here. He's shielding himself with the author of the bill saying, hey, if I was against a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying, Mays Middleton wouldn't support me. And he's throwing Mays out there, right? And I appreciate the fact that Mays and Briscoe so far haven't stepped up and said anything, probably because they know the facts, right? And honestly, I'm just going to tell y'all, I don't think Jeff Leach knew how Drew Springer voted when he tweeted and said that I don't care about the facts, okay? I don't. Um, I think if he did know, he probably wouldn't have tweeted that. But you don't like seeing your friend's liberal record called out. And it's better just to demonize people who are doing it as people who don't care about the facts. It's just an easy, it's an easy hit. It's a cheap hit as opposed to knowing what the record was. Jeff Leach, again, voted right on this. Drew Springer voted wrong. So the last thing I'm going to show y'all is Middleton's amendment after it's amended. So let me, again, this is going to get process oriented, but please bear with me. So Mays Middleton had an amendment that he was putting onto his bill that was just going to clarify it. Trent Ashby hijacked his amendment with this complete gut job that Springer supported. So now you can amend an amendment. Again, this I know this is heavy on the process side, but you can amend an amendment, which kind of changes the whole amendment, which we do as conservatives sometimes as well. It's kind of fun. So at this point, Mays Middleton has an amendment that is going to go on his bill that guts his own bill. 
So he makes a speech against his own amendment. And I think it's a phenomenal speech again. So we're going to play it here. So his amendment to his bill has been gutted by Trent Ashby, and it's now going to hurt his bill. So he's going to sell members. I'm asking you to just vote this amendment down. And let's, uh, let's talk about it. Let's watch this. Chair Mr. Middleton to close. Thank you, Mr. Speaker, members. So we've seen a, a number of amendments to this amendment this afternoon, and I'm going to respectfully ask that you oppose the amendment, because at this point, it is a much less taxpayer-friendly bill. Right now, it only applies to counties above 250,000 people in population, which frankly cuts out a lot of the state. And I don't think it's the right message to send to the taxpayers of the state of Texas that people in counties of less than 250,000 people don't count, or they count less, because their tax money should not be spent on Austin lobbyists to lobby on issues related to taxation, bonds, tax-supported debt, and ethics. All Texans deserve the protection that their tax money should not be spent on lobbyists to lobby for higher taxes, period, the end. And unfortunately, with the adoption of some of the amendments tonight, that's not the case. So I encourage you to vote no on this amendment. So I hope you were able to follow the amendment, amendment, amendment talk. But Mays' message to his colleagues is this amendment is bad for taxpayers now. So please vote it down. And there's a record vote as well on this one. And uh, just to let you know, Briscoe Kane, Mays Middleton, Jeff Leach, Jared Patterson, Lynn Stuckey. I mean, quite a few members. In fact, I think, I don't remember the number, but it's like 40 members or so, 40, maybe 50 Republicans. There's actually a Democrat in there, Bobby Guerra. Thank you, Mr. Guerra. Even a Democrat votes against this amendment because he's saying it weakens the bill. And then you go to the yeses, and it's pretty much all the other Democrats and the further left wing of the Republican Party, along with um, some other members in the middle. And guess who voted to gut the bill a second time? Drew Springer. Drew Springer voted with all the Democrats. After Mays Middleton says, guys, this as it's rewritten is bad for taxpayers, Drew's like, I'm voting with all the Democrats to gut this bill. So, do facts matter? Not to the elected politicians. It's for some of them, yes, it absolutely does. But not for Drew Springer. I hope it does for Jeff Leach. And Jeff, I mean, I hope that this episode has been educational to you as well um, so that you know that facts matter, that facts matter to me. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, I remember, you know, Bennett Ratliff was like one of the first people to like Jeff Leach's tweet, which is appropriate, right? Bennett Ratliff is a liberal Republican who isn't happy that conservatives beat him in his own primary because of his record. So anytime he can see any Republican shooting at conservatives because they're talking about someone's voting record, he's going to do it. It's not a surprise. Here's the bigger concern. And if, and if the last 30 minutes has brought anything to light, I think it has brought to light the continued problem we have in Austin, which is the fact that you can literally vote against taxpayers 
and your conservative colleagues on key fundamental pillar issues, and they will still help you get a promotion to have more power in Texas. This isn't just a Drew Springer problem. It is a Drew Springer problem because Drew Springer will just lie about his position on taxpayer-funded lobbying. Straight up lie to you. It's a major problem. But it's also a problem that his behavior in the House has no consequences. A bunch of the people I talked about, Dade Phelan, Briscoe Kane, Mays Middleton, Jeff Leach, these people are all endorsing Drew saying, please promote him to a more powerful position in Texas. And those same people next session are going to say, hey, let's work to advance a ban on taxpayer-funded lobbying. At some point, we have to realize that we might actually have the government we want to have if we're willing to prop these people up because we're all friends in the Texas legislature. That's a major problem because facts matter. Somebody's voting record matters. So for those of you who don't know, this whole thing is over a special election in Senate District 30, which is a less than 30-day election. And Greg Abbott basically is trying to handpick Drew Springer as the replacement. Greg Abbott is tired of being criticized by Republican lawmakers and is trying to ensure that lawmakers who are not publicly critical of him are not further empowered, which is why he hates the idea of Shelley Luther getting elected to the Texas Senate. And Shelley Luther is the small business owner who opened her business uh, disregarding the governor's executive order and was thrown in jail by a Democrat judge. And that created so much political pressure that Governor Abbott reversed his actions, where prior to that, he was actually saying, if you disobey me, we're going to throw you in jail. He then went back and said, actually, we're not going to throw you in jail because somebody actually got thrown in jail and it made him look bad. So he reversed his actions. The idea of that person who is disobedient to his supreme authority being in the Texas Senate is very scary to our sitting governor. So he is working overtime to try to propel Drew Springer into power. And the second Drew Springer's record is called into question with facts, he immediately calls it fake news. Drew, let me just tell you something. You're not Donald Trump, okay? And we are not MSNBC or CNN. Unfortunately for you, these accusations are 100% factual. And the fact that you won't have an honest conversation about it means that you're more interested in your own pride, power, and position than you are publicly serving the district of rural Texans whose taxpayer dollars should be protected from being used to hire lobbyists that work against them. And one other final note that you want, might want to know, the vast majority of the money that's currently in Drew Springer's account, he's got like $250,000, $300,000, so he starts with a cash advantage. The vast majority of that money comes from lobbyists and PACs that are run by lobbyists in Austin, okay? So if you're wondering, why is Drew Springer voting this way against Briscoe Kane, Mays Middleton, Jeff Leach, Dade Phelan? Maybe it's because Almost all of his money is coming from those same lobbyists. In fact, if you took out the PAC money from Austin lobbyists and the actual like lobbyists physically writing him a check personally, he'd have like $40,000 in his bank account, not $300,000. So yes, if you're a grassroots Texan, this should upset you and it should reveal to you the fundamental problems we have in Austin. That is why I will continue to fight and so many of you are fighting to elect real conservative people and not just elect them, but just 
call out and have a discussion about sitting Republican lawmakers' record because facts matter. And that is this week's Luke Macias Show. Thank you for listening.